Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mike, the intern, Ned Reynolds, in the studio on a Thursday morning. So we've talked about the Chris Jones situation. I've uh, voiced my displeasure with the individual. He has been, up until recently, one of my favorite players on the team. But his behavior as of late on social media makes me think otherwise. The whole Week 8 thing I think is dumb, but you think he's going to hold out until Week 8? No. Really don't know. I don't know whether that's an idle threat or whether or not he actually means it. Certainly don't know the person at all. He seems like a reasonably intelligent individual. Maybe it's the real thing. Maybe he says, hey, I can hold on. I suspect he can. I suspect he has enough money that he can certainly survive his lifestyle through the first half of the season. But what's the point that you're trying to prove here? That, that, that bothers me a little bit. And I don't think anybody really knows what he's going to do. Again, I'm going to voice the opinion that I'll be surprised, not shocked, but surprised if he's not playing on the first game of the season on September the 7th. I'll be surprised. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. Man has a mind of his own, and he's committed to his goal of getting the best contract he can. I don't know what his purpose is for putting all this stuff out on social media. I had a conversation at the game last night about it, and I was like, look, the team, they're taking the high road. They're not saying a word about it. They're letting the front office and the agents do the talking. Chris Jones instead wants to throw it on social media, but I don't know why he's trying to get sympathy from a guy who lives down in Springfield, Missouri, making the kind of money I make every year looking at this guy complaining about $2 million over $20 million. I mean, dude, I do not feel sorry for you at all. At all. It's not just Springfield, Missouri. It's I know, everywhere. I'm just giving myself, but it's just, it sucks because it's stupid and I love the guy and I wish he would just keep his mouth shut and let him deal with it and if he doesn't want it, we'll tag you and trade you. Done. Keep your mouth shut. Just makes me angry. All right, let's talk about the other NFL games that are happening tonight. Well, there are two of them tonight. The Atlanta Falcons host the Pittsburgh Steelers. Atlanta hasn't shown a whole lot, but neither of the Steelers in the preseason. Nobody has, really. And the Indianapolis Colts, and this, I find this to be very interesting, playing the Philadelphia Eagles tonight in Philly. These two have been working out all week long in Philadelphia's training camp. One of the joint scrimmages. That's what the NFL does now in lieu of the exhibition games being reduced to three. So they have joint scrimmages. <laughs> the Eagles and the Colts have been very dicey. This is the one, it was not yesterday, but the day before when uh, one of the Indianapolis linebackers decked one of the Philadelphia running backs. A young kid just threw him down, not, well, it's part of the game, of course, but threw him down in what Jason Kelsey, Travis's brother, thought was totally unnecessary. Jason Kelsey, according to the report, sprinted 50 yards across the field and went after the Indianapolis Colts player. And that ended the scrimmage right there. Big brawl broke out and, hey, stop guys. We had 13 minutes to go, but we just erased it. That's what kind of a scrimmage they've had. So their game tonight should be very interesting. I'm definitely tuning in for that one, man. All right. Probably the most exciting preseason game we've had so far. I know you're also extremely excited U.S. Open starting on Monday. It is indeed. We have the top tennis uh, competition in the United States. Carlos Alcaraz followed by Novak Djokovic. They are the top two seeds in the men's division. Incidentally, the Open's been going on all week long with qualifying tournaments. They are in the surrounding courts at the U.S. uh, Tennis Center in Flushing Meadow. They've had these qualifying tournaments, and there are individuals who've gotten through the qualifying into the main draw. But the top seeds certainly aren't them. Alcaraz and Djokovic are the top, and Iga Swantek and Irina Sabalenka are the top ladies players. So we have certainly a changing of the guard with Alcaraz, who is a very, very fine player. He knocked off Djokovic at Wimbledon, 
We'll see what happens. These are two really fine players, and it's the young guy, Alcaraz, who's just barely over 20 years old, and Djokovic, who's about 35, somewhere in that vicinity. So we have the old guard versus the new guard on the hard courts, and uh, the courts of Flushing Meadow are concrete. Well, they're tennis surface, which is hard, and it'll be a very interesting set of competitions coming up. Where is Flushing Meadow again? It's out on Long Island. It's just outside the city, outside New York. Okay. Uh, in, uh, I was just curious because, you know, we've got this heat hitting us right now, and I want to know, like, is that going to move over to those guys around this time next talking week? talking to the wrong guy. <laughs> no, I'm, kind, I'm trying to trying to milk this for all it's worth. No, no, no. They'll be in the 70s. It's looking good. So they're not going to be dealing with 110, Ned. All right. It looked like both Missouri teams got dubs yesterday. Absolutely. Matter of fact, all three of them. Hell this yes. is really pretty good. Cardinals got a win over the Pirates by a score of 6-4. Had to hold on to get it, but they did. Zach Thompson, who is vying for a place in the rotation next year, actually did pitch very well. And Richie Palacios, whose brother plays for Pittsburgh. This was a great brotherly matchup. Joshua Palacios and Richie Palacios playing against each other and each doing pretty well. Anyway, Richie of the Cardinals had a hot day with a two-run double. So did Arnado. Hey, this, this was good. Cardinals got to win 6-4. It only puts them now 16 games under 500 and headed to Philadelphia this weekend to take on the Phillies. Phillies are very much in playoff contention. The Cardinals are pretty much out of it. So we'll we'll see how things work out. Cardinals uh, have today off and indeed get set to take the 400-mile trip from Pittsburgh to Philly. So um, because of the game last night, man, it was brutal. Brutally hot at that Springfield Cardinals game. Just you can see the thickness of the humidity in the air. But they look good. And uh, it's just right out of the gate, they looked really good last night against the uh, Hooks. Um, were they? Do we have any chance of them going into the postseason oh, at this absolutely. point? Absolutely. They do. It, it's dwindling as the games were on. I think the Springfield Cardinals only have about 22 yeah. or 23 games remaining. And they're four games under 500. But it's so tightly packed. And the way they work it in the Texas League and other minor leagues, you have the season in halves. So one half champion plays the other uh, in the playoffs. The Cardinals are hoping to win that second half because if they don't, their chances of getting in are pretty limited. It's the second place team with the best overall record. Their best, their record is not going to be the best overall. So we'll see what happens. They play again tonight against the Corpus Christi Hooks. This is the third game in their six-game series. We'll have that game locally on television, KYCW, the Ozark CW, which is Channel 15. Scott Bales now be on hand to call the shots. But the Springfield Cardinals continue their series right through the weekend, and then it's coming to an end. The regular season will be ending shortly thereafter. There's one more series at home, and I can't tell what's going to happen. Royals got a very nice win, 4 nothing over the Oakland A's, and this kid named Raggins, who is pitching for them now, Cole Raggins. The uh, Royals got him from the Texas Rangers in that trade for Araldus Chapman earlier this year. They sent him to the minors, to the Omaha Storm Chasers, pitched great up there. He's pitching great. He pitched a two-hit shutout through, I think he threw seven innings, if I'm not mistaken. And the Royals get a win, 4 nothing over the Oakland A's. Now it's Oakland, I understand that, but... A win is a win, and this kid's pitching well. And that's a good look at the future, what uh, the Royals are trying to build towards. Hopefully they don't sell them away. Mm-mm. All right, let's talk about the cut date for the NFL. Of course, we've got a couple preseason games today and for the rest of the week. Chiefs playing Saturday against the Browns at home. Uh, and then that means, what, Monday? Tuesday. Yep. Tuesday at 3 o'clock Central Time. That's when the teams have to cut down. Now, you can cut them down before then, but... 
you're mandated by 3 o'clock to cut the team to 53. There's only one cut. It used to be, like a, as recently as two years ago and before that, of course, you could have several cuts. You'd have a, a cut at the end of the second mm-hmm. week of training camp and then another one and then the third final one. Now, just one. You're mandated to have just the one, and it looks like the Chiefs are going to go right to the deadline before they make their roster cut. But it has to be down to 53 by Tuesday of next week at 3 o'clock Central Time. Fingers crossed we get who we need, and uh, those we don't are on the practice squad. Ned, you have a great day, and I will see you down the road.